Conesty, how are ye? Welcome to the Candle Tales podcast. We are breathing life back into Irish myth, and this week we have a story of the death of Kurai McDara. My name is Aaron, and I'm one of the co-founders of Candle Tales. And this week is very special because Oshin, our producer, is telling this story: the death of Kurai McDara. We're starting off a series of death stories, and we're very excited this month to be doing more death stories than ever before. It's not all grim, though. Stay tuned because, as always, we'll be talking about this story on Sunday at 7pm Irish time. If you'd like to join in in those conversations, you can go over to our YouTube channel, Candlelit Tales, which also has a Candlelit Tales playlist for kids, and subscribe to the channel so you can be alerted to when we go live with the live post-show chats. As always, we can't do these podcasts without the support we get from our Patreon page. Thank you so much for everyone who supports us. If you'd like to support us, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Tales. Also liking and subscribing and sharing and leaving a review if you like what we do helps out a lot. But without further ado, take it away, Oshin, and listen to the death of Kuroi McDara. In a lost valley up in the Sleeve Mish Mountains, there's a lake. One of those portal lakes that leads to the other world. And once every seven years, a salmon appeared and sat beside this lake was Cúchulainn, one of the greatest warriors of the Crave Rua, the Red Branch of Ulster. You see, inside this salmon, Cúroi MacDara, the Hound of Munster, had hidden his soul to protect himself from any injury. And until his soul was released by the death of the salmon, Kuroi MacDara himself could not be killed. Kukulin had encountered the Hound of Munster many times before. Once when he had trapped the intoxicated Ulster men in a metal house and tried to burn them alive. Another time when he had invited Kukulin down to Kaharkonri and Kukulin saw the enchantment, he saw the walls spin around all night and he saw monsters come out of the sea to attack him. Another time, he met Kuroi in disguise as a curl when Kuroi came to Ulster and demanded a warrior chop off his head and then lie still so he could chop off their head in return. But none of these were the reason why Kukulin was waiting for this salmon. No, it was a raid on Ulster when Kuroi had stolen away Kukulin's lover Blonnet and brought her back to Kaharkonri and kept her captive. As he thought about this, he could feel the hound starting to bay within him as the battle rage started to cause his blood to boil just as his eyes started to bulge out. He felt a familiar hand on his shoulder. His charioteer and longtime companion, Leg, knew of Kukulin's strength, but he also knew of his weakness. Kukulin was not patient, and Leg, as he had done many times before battle, had set up a game of Fitchel to distract Kukulin whilst he waited. It had been a year since Kukulin had been a guest at Kaharkonri, 
when Kuroi had left Blanad to entertain and be the host. While they were there together, they made a plan. Blanad, through flattery, had gotten Kuroi to reveal the secret of where he had hidden his soul and the time when the salmon would appear. It was at this meeting that Kukulan had learned of Kuroi MacDara's search for the fair fire, the truth of all men. He had learned that Kuroi left Ireland every night and enchanted the fortress to spin around while he searched for the fair fire to return in the morning to relax. Every morning, Blonnet would greet Kuroi. She would bathe him and she would listen to his stories. She would listen to the tales of his travels. She would flatter him. And eventually, through this kindness and flattery, Kuroi revealed the secret of his soul hidden in the salmon. She told Kukulan of how she had convinced Kuroi to build a tower with one rock from every part of Ireland, and that the Crave Rua, the Red Branch Warriors of Ulster, could use this as cover to approach Cahar Ri undetected. Blonnet told Kukulan that on the morning when all was ready, she would pour milk into the river as a signal for the Ulster Warriors to approach. And on that morning, when Kuroi had come back from one of his many travels, after she had bathed him and brushed his wild red hair, she asked him where was his sword, for all the other warriors she had ever known used the sword. Kuroi answered that since the age of seven, he had always entered battle with an axe and a rock, and not bloodied his sword in Ireland. Suddenly the door to the tower burst open and four times twenty of the Crave Rua, the mighty warriors of Ulster, flooded into the room as waves crashing against the mighty rocks below them. Kuroi leapt from the bed and a savage battle erupted in the tower. The giant hound of Munster dashing the warriors of Ulster as if they were children from the walls and the ceilings crushing their heads with his mighty rock. But the Crave Rua, they were many, and they continued to flood and pound and cut and fight and slash and batter and kick. But it wasn't enough. Kuroi, the Hound of Munster, annihilated this wave of warriors. They had inflicted many wounds on him, though. And as he sat panting in the corner, a shadow filled the door. Kukulan entered the room. He had a wet calf skin held in his hand, a horrifying calmness about him. And as Kuroi looked up, Kukulan drew out the salmon that Kuroi had enchanted with his soul and slowly ripped its head off. The hound of Munster now looked up with fear and terror in his eyes. And he looked towards Blonnet, for he knew that she had been the one that had brought about his end. Kukulan then, the Hound of Ulster, with all the anger and hatred and resentment 
he walked over to Kuroi Makdara and cut his head off for the last time. Trahura Magnasa, the king of the Ulstermen, entered then. And he saw Ferktana, the poet of Kuroi Magdara. And he asked Ferktana to tell him some stories of Kuroi, to sing the praises of his master, surely to immortalize him in the tales of myths. But Ferktana's heart was broken at the death of his master and he could not bear to sing any more praises or any more stories of Kuroi Magdara. Ferktana asked, what of Blonet then? To which Krahura replied, she is looking out over the sea the first day as a free woman in many years. Ferktana made a dash for Blonet then, letting out a scream of anguish such as had not been heard on a battlefield for many a year. He grabbed her so tightly that he crushed her ribs and flung the two of them to their deaths on the horrible dark black rocks below. And as the waves crashed over and took them both back out to sea, Cucullin wept for Blonet, and Crahur wept for the loss of Fertina and the stories and myths of Kuroi Magdara. Thanks so much for listening, guys. This podcast was produced and edited by Oshin Ryan. The story was by Oshin Ryan, and the music was by Oshin Ryan. Fair play to you, Oshin. He's been telling stories with us for a few years now, and it's just a joy to see him take this story and go with it. You can find out more about us on our website, candlelittales.ie, and follow us on our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or whatever you like yourself, at Candlelit Tales. For videos and live streams, you can subscribe to our channel, Candlelit Tales on YouTube, which also has a Candlelittle Tales, which is just for kids. That reminds me, we'll be talking about this story with Oshin this coming Sunday. So subscribe to the YouTube channel to get the notification for when we're going to go live and chat about it. It would help if you subscribed or leave a review if you like what we do. Liking and subscribing to our channel really helps us grow and reach more people. And if you'd like to give us more support directly to us, you can chip in a few bob at patreon.com forward slash candlelittales. Or make a one-off donation through the PayPal button on our website. Stay tuned for more stories. Keep safe, keep sound, and look forward to the rest of the Death series coming later this month.